650 presents Just Here for the Beer, Canada's original dedicated beer radio show. I don't mean to have a one-track mind, but all I need is a frosty pine. A Vancouver tradition for 10 years and counting. We're talking about the BC beer scene with the innovators, the movers and shakers, and brew makers of the industry. And I don't mean to whine and beg, but someone finally tap that keg. I'm just here for the beer. It's just here for the beer radio with your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. It is just here for the beer radio at JHFTB on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com. This episode's all there for your perusal. We've got other shows as well. That's right. Check it out at justhereforthebeer.com. I'm Joe Leary along with Rick Mohabir from Just Here for the Beer in your tasting room of Russell Brewing oh in Surrey. Oh, my God. Yes, it's about time. It, that didn't take any time at all to get this thing up. and Well, we should say June 1st is the... As Jimmy's over there grinding his teeth. Wow. <laughs> we, have, we have had Jimmy Derbyshire, who is the marketing director of Russell Brewing, on this radio show for a number of years when a tasting room seemed like a pipe dream, like it just didn't seem a reality. So we're joined by Jimmy and uh, Graham Kenny, who is the head brewer um, at the brand new tasting room located on 1301. I, I just can't imagine that we can actually see we, we, did, we did we, taste we, it. We, 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 we yeah. poured beer from yeah. taps yeah. that are in the tasting room. You're at our tasting room, Joe. I know. And, and this is something that, uh, however many years we've had you on the show, I'm going to say five or six years. Because that's all we've ever talked all about. All we've ever talked yeah. about is, and it just seemed to be the impossible to get this thing for a variety of reasons, and now we're here. And it's just, it, it's so gratifying. But you have to ask, 26 years, really? 27. 27. 27, <laughs> 27 it's even, years. It's even been, did this all start to come to fruition? When did, uh, did Graham come on? Well, I mean, obviously Graham's been your brewer for a while, but um, when did this start to see the, the light of day realistically, gentlemen? Uh, I would say the light of day started in January. Uh, things, we actually started, we broke ground here and, and that was a sign of life here. Everybody came in like, this is actually happening. Things are happening around here. Uh, so that was sort of when it happened. And, and obviously, every time you're building anything, it takes a little longer than you hope. I'm sitting in a tasting room with Joe Leary. <laughs> this might be my this might be my last just here for the beer. We're gonna have nothing else to talk about. There you go. Yeah, uh, Graham, is this uh, this is gonna be more work for you because you're gonna need to replenish these taps on a regular basis. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be something now to be able to come over, walk across the yard and and see people and hopefully enjoying the beer, um, and and just yeah to get like either live feedback or just just to see it. I mean I don't get out much. I'll have like have people come to one location and try our entire lineup is exciting because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who have not tried a lot of our beers. A lot of my friends in Vancouver tell people about the beers I make and they're like, what's a Russell Brewing? So to be able to kind of point to a place and be like, go there, try it, yeah. is, is exciting. It's also kind of interesting you said uh, get to sort of get reaction from people because I remember uh, a bunch of years ago I was doing a mag for me to write about the presentation in the restaurant and I remember uh, where I was seated I could see the chef like sort of peeking out to see how I was responding to the food but I guess that's kind of cool for you because you can be in here incognito and just if someone that like, goes oh my god this is amazing just uh, that would give you a great degree of satisfaction wouldn't yeah, it yeah definitely i mean again, like i say like you don't see it like, i mean i'll give it to my like my friends and i'll like, have some beers and they'll give me feedback but it just yeah i get to see it in but it's not real, real time. it's friends oh, feedback yeah, it's, it's not real it's like, feedback. Feedback. it's like you paid 0 dollars for this beer yeah, yeah. i'm going to you know <laughs> of course, it's yeah. a good beer yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah again, it's going to be just awesome again to be sure. the, the craft that we're over there from 4 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day now making the, this stuff. With a tasting room like this, does that mean you're going to get a, a chance to be a little bit more experimental with some of the things that you do? Because you can do it small batch and yes. pump it out through here. So, I mean, the smallest batches we would typically do are about um, like 40 hectoliters, so 4,000 liters is kind of the smallest we'll do. We do have a pretty decent-sized test batch system where we can make all, like, one-off kegs mm -hmm. and then kind of build up from there. But I, I do hope this allows us to do more, more barrel-age stuff, more, yeah, this one-off tasting room release only stuff that now there is just an outlet for it just dump it here people come and get it here yeah and then it's gone and that's very exciting now it looks to me jimmy like this is kind of phase one of maybe a bit more growth here in the russell brewing area because you're planning to maybe do something down the hall there yeah we are and um obviously the the long road that it took us to get here um 
the plans that we had submitted with this, we only have 30 seats in this tasting room. Um, we do have a little more space down the way here. Once we get our doors open here, we will hopefully open uh, sort of a retail section down there and have a, a just blow out all the walls and make this tasting room even bigger. <laughs> um, but the ultimate goal is that, you know, we do want to open more of these tasting lounges uh, across BC and Alberta and, and maybe across Canada. That's sort of the ultimate goal down the road is, is to grow and, and see growth and, uh, you know, plant our little Russell tasting rooms uh, across the country. Well, we're going to talk later on in the show. We'll talk to Steve Shama from Mariner Brewing in Coquitlam. And it, it blows my mind that an area the size of Coquitlam has one brewery. I'm even more stunned by the fact that the second largest city in British Columbia is Surrey and has two. And they are literally on polar opposite areas of each other. What is Surrey waiting for? Why is there no more of a beer scene here already? I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but I can, I can say this. It was an uphill battle to get where we are today. I will say that the tune that Surrey is now singing is a different tune than they had so throughout the, this entire process. So the bandwagon came rolling by? Is that what you're saying? They did, and, and I believe that... And, and it looks like Russell's going to help pave the way for, for opening up craft beer to that. Surrey. And, and by the sounds of it, uh, what we're hearing is that they want to invite more breweries to come to the city of Surrey. And hopefully our long six-year battle with the city, you know, helps give other breweries an opportunity. Municipalities <laughs> look at... at having a brewery in their locale so differently. Look at the success that we've had with Brewers Row. Look at the success that we've had with all the guys out in Langley. Yet, there are cities that still look at it as, as frat boy running well, around uh, being a bunch of drunks. They seem to lump everything together. This isn't the days of Tommy Africa's where it's three for one no. night. Okay, These are sedate tasting rooms open to families. They're, they're These aren't bars. These no, are not, not bars. They're bar-ish, but they're not bars. They're places where you can come in your neighborhood. You don't have to fight the traffic and hit Vancouver. And, um, Graham, let me ask you, being isolated as you are, do you get a chance to do much collabing? I mean, are, are, is that the hope? If more breweries start to join the party, then maybe you can do more stuff together? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I do look at, like, the hear from the, the, the collabs that happen on Brewers Row or out in North Van and in, in, in Langley and all. You know, they do the little loop brews, and I'm just out here in Surrey like, yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, Hello. we'll do the next one. That's fine. Um, we, we we did during the um, the early parts of the the pandemic. We did a few collabs with uh, with Three Dogs down in White Rock, um, and then now we've done um, we've done one recently, a couple weeks ago, with uh, Moon Underwater in Victoria. Mm -hmm. So we have a couple beers coming up with them. Hopefully, by the around the opening of the tasting room. Um, but but no, I mean, I would I would love to see more breweries in Surrey. Uh, it's it's a huge place. I, I, but first, I, mean, I want to kind of establish ourselves as like <laughs> yes. Surrey's brewery. Like this is if you're from Surrey, you come here, you get your beer. Like hold hold it high. Like like people of New West held Steel and Oak High for so long. Like make this like your brewery kind of thing. Like, that's that's what the hope is too. Just again, I want people to be excited. Go to a, go to a restaurant, see a Russell beer on tap, and then order that. Mm -hmm. like, that's that's what I want. Um, and then again, introducing people to it here, but. The, the, the collaboration scene is, is wild. I love it. We were at uh, the CBA this, uh, a couple weeks back and just mm. talking to people, like talking to breweries in, in Calgary and as far east as like Newfoundland, trying to set stuff up like the virtual or in person. Uh, it, it's just fun. I mean, trying weird things and again, now having an outlet for it would be, it's just going to be fantastic. We are broadcasting from the all new tasting, I believe, tasting room of <laughs> Russell Brewing, 13018 80th Avenue, a couple blocks uh, west of the King George Highway. So you're already logging a lot of hours, uh, Jimmy, and I'm guessing you're going to be logging a lot more because you're going to probably be hands-on as of next week. Reduce people, you've got a food menu here, you've got a good selection of beer, but uh, are you all hired up? You got all your staff ready to go? Yeah, we've got, uh, we've hired our staff, we've got a great team assembled, and we've been doing dry runs uh, all week, and we are looking forward to next week. We have our final inspection uh, in two days from now, and we're looking to open basically within the next few days. So Graham, how, how much taste testing has he done with some of this this food menu? Across the way there, they'll bring you know trays of of, uh, of of tacos. So I mean, it's great. He he's definitely been experimenting, and um, like the, the head chefs who have been working with the food are just fantastic. Experimental, which is is nice, but it's 
there's enough for the whole family. Well, kind of you, you have your windows um, and doors blazoned with the tasting room opening soon. Have you had a lot of people knocking on the door or sticking their head in the window go, hey, when, when's it opening? You know what? It's been wild. Uh, we don't lock that door, and we really should. The amount of people that have come in just looking for, for off-sales, yeah. um, it literally says on the front window, Tasting room coming soon. Does not say we are open. open. Yeah. Uh, but that has not stopped people from opening the door and coming on in. And that's just been uh, a huge boost for us. Um, you know, we're in here training and people are coming on in and we're like, you know what, we're not quite open yet. Uh, so, you know, people are out there and they want this tasting room to open. Yes. And our phone's been ringing off the hook upstairs and our social media's been blowing up. And it's just nice that, you know, when something like this takes as long as it has, you know, you expect people to sort of fall off and just sort of forget about it. Um, but we've had people just waiting patiently in the wings, and they're and they're you know excited for us to open up, well, and, and we can't wait to host them here. And and it's just been way too long. So uh, I will not give up the opportunity to be here as much as I can, shaking hands and, yeah. and meeting everyone, and, and just you know saying thank you to everyone for their patience. Well, you've had uh, 27 years of watching everybody else do it, so it's actually I'm sure you're getting it right. Oh yeah. Yeah, we've got lots of experience in watching. Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. Well, it is the completion of a dream um, soon to be open to general public. It is the tasting room, the long-awaited tasting room of Russell Brewing. It is located at 130th and 80th in Surrey, uh, a couple blocks west of King George, 13018 80th Avenue, Russell Brewing. Uh, Graham, Jimmy, uh, congrats, Thank guys. You. And um, Thank you very much. I Thank look you forward very much. to coming in here a week, two weeks, three weeks down the road. This place will be slammed. Yeah, no, we can't wait to have you. Thank Cheers. you so much. You too. Cheers. Awesome. Thank Cheers. you very much. Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. Vancouver Young Actor School gives kids the confidence to do anything on and off camera. Take Melissa, whose daughter Emma is in the program right now. Before Vancouver Young Actor School, she was shy and lacked confidence. I noticed a difference after only a few short months. She just seemed so much more centered and willing to get out there and be a part of something. Act now. Classes are starting soon. Oh my goodness, she's made so many friends. She's become an amazing person just through taking classes here. Sign up today at VancouverYoungActorSchool.com. I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning Avant-Garde Hair Studio in Yaletown. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female. And if you're looking for something new this new year, come and see me. 2021 means it's time for a change and a fresh start and a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or just a bold new style for 2021, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant-Garde Hair Studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown, or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. That's hairbybailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y-Y at gmail.com. You're listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your hosts Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Sponsored by 12 Kings Pub at the corner of 12th and Kingsway. You can visit them on Twitter and Instagram at 12kingspub. Joe Larry and Rick Mohabir in Surrey. Yes, sir. Didn't take that long at all. No. Got 25 what, 26? years? 26 years, yeah. Um, Stephen Gregory is the founder and general manager of Smuggler's Trail. Didn't take you 25 years to get up and running, did it? We made Andina look good on how long it took them. <laughs> so, just out of curiosity, it's, is it different rules and regulations in different municipalities, or is it all BC? Different levels. You've got federal government. If you've got a kitchen, then at the provincial, it's the food side. So Fraser Health is involved, and with the brewing manufacturing side, but then you have the municipal as well. 
So we were lucky enough to deal with the township that had uh, been well-versed by the time we uh, cracked open yeah, our doors. Okay. Yeah, it, it's amazing to me. And I always say, we've said this so many times over the years, that you know you really got to give credit to these people that put their blood, sweat, and tears, not to mention they've maxed out every the little card you possibly have to get up and running. And then four of things will will loosen up. Anyway, let's get back to uh, Smuggler's Trail. What's going on? What's, and, uh, what, what, what color the is his crowd. hair? <laughs> that guy with the hair color? Yeah, no, it's okay. almost gone. Okay. The... Uh, <laughs> Yes, yes, I'm taking taking fun of you, Joe. You have I just started a trivia it, night on Monday nights, and we're having fun doing that. So That's please, a blast. please yeah. come down and, and join us. And by the way, on Monday night, the weather was good. And if you've not been to Smuggler's Trail, it's a barrier. And then the patio outside, yep. and the weather was just right, so we had people playing trivia in all areas. It was, nice. it was really cool. Yeah, to see. our temporary patio, we're, we're pretty blessed that we're allowed to, uh, the township went relatively quickly to get that converted now. Mm-hmm. So those are both now permanent. So we're now at 170 occupancy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Which is, yeah. That's a good size. storming. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of good-looking food flying out of there, too. I've yet, uh, I have yet yes. to have a morsel of food, but it, it, you're, obviously you can speak to the quality of the food there, too. Yeah, definitely. Um, we're so privileged to have the chef that we do, Christina. She's uh, over-the-top good. Um, everything, what we wanted and what we created there was not only beers that were balanced and approachable, but wanted comfort food, but I wanted it elevated. Mm-hmm. Just bring that extra layer in there. Really enjoy it and get nothing but great reviews on it. Well, it's funny, uh, Rick, because I met Stephen, I don't know how many years ago it was. You were, you and, you, you and your partner were contract brewing yep. at, at the time. And you had these grandiose plans to, you both had jobs. Yep. You had these grandiose plans to open a brewery. Not that they weren't unrealistic, but it just seemed so far down the road. And to see from where you began, yeah. the image and the vision you had and what you've built up is uh, truly outstanding. Thank you. Yeah, proud that way. And when we first started, everyone was like, oh, well, they're just a, a marketing firm that's going to contract <laughs> brew for the rest of their lives. And it's like, you guys, yeah. this is an AGM, the two of us. This is it. Yeah. And then you bring in key people all over and surround yourself with that. And yeah, we've uh, created something amazing. Well, you know, speaking of your food program, I've been in there on my sipping Sundays with my missus, right? And and we've had some of the food down there. And yes, it's on point from from beginning to end. Nice. Yeah, this summer we're going to change it up a bit and just delve into the little back in line. You uh, have your tropical session ale. Yes. Which is really, really nice. Thank you. Is that a, is that a new addition to the family? Yeah. So it's a, it'll be a, a once-a-year release. It's a party gal, so it's half of it is a, the batch. It's beautiful uh, tropical session ale, 3.8, where the triple IPA is a 9.2. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. It's a monster. It's beautiful. Does that come with the skull and crossbones on the, <laughs> on the label? No, just octopus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've got something. You've got a contest coming up. Yeah. We're, we're really, really excited about this one. We're partnering up with... With, um, Indian Motorcycle and International Motorsport. Ooh. And um, in your private liquor stores, you'll be able to uh, enter to win a free weekend uh, rental of a, an Indian Motorcycle. So you can get out on the road and go and explore this province. Wow. So it's uh, it's the Rogue Scout. So it's a brand new release from Indian. And with Scout Pale Ale, it's just a perfect... The pale ale itself is 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 amazing. Tom did a gorgeous job on it. It it lives in both worlds, both in the side with a bit of hoppiness too. So, it still brings that balance, but it, it creates this hybrid pale ale. So, when you start bringing things into into your your regular lineup, what do you start looking for? Is it just sales generated, or is it um, responses that you get within the tasting room? Yeah, for for small batches, we we rely heavily on on Tom and his passion. It, I think it starts with passion. What would be neat to do, mm-hmm. and how do you bring it approachable without scaring people off of it? Um, doing some small the pale ale itself is that's the third rendition before we've said okay, yeah, this is who this we is, are. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's a gorgeous beer. It, it's my uh, it's my trivia. Do the customer base somehow dictate the the beer selection, or does the brewery dictate? Here's what we're serving. like. My question is: Let's say somebody wanted a Vienna Lager or something very very specific. You get enough feedback from people going, "Geez, you should have this." Does that inspire you to sit down with your brew team and go, "Hey, hey, folks, here's what I think we should try." Yeah, the organization and what they're seeing in trends mm-hmm. and what people are asking for. We have no. Oh, no, no, that's not us. We're not going to do that. Yeah, well, why don't we give that a go? Or how do we make it more smugs? How do you bring that? Yeah. Number of uh, tasting room only ones. Um, releases like our Broken Sun, which is our hazy pale ale. It continues to do good, and we're actually 
conversing right now. Do we bring right now? I think it is. And I think we have agreement of the team to bring it in on, on cans, which is pretty neat. And then we also have something that's just so unique and so awesome is a, a mango lassie goza. Ooh. So people, if you're not familiar with it, it's an East um, Asian um, drink that is a yogurt-based drink um, with fresh fruit or fresh puree put into there. So we're taking that and then spinning with it just that Himalayan salt of the to make that goza note. Um, I tried a little sample yesterday. Uh, Tom Working. brought out, and oh, 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 yeah. and I don't like mangoes, yeah. so I'm, I'm converted. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. nice. Good to hear. <clears throat> it is Smuggler's Trail in Walnut Grove in Langley, just off Highway 1, and not far down the road from uh, the Barley Merchant, yeah. where we last saw yeah, you. Tim, you betcha. Well, shout out to Tim. Stephen Gregory, the founder and general manager of Smuggler's Trail. Thanks for joining us. No problem. Cheers. And it's cold. Co-founder. Co-founder. I'm going to get in trouble if I don't. Cheers. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, guys. With Alex Jobson, real estate advisor of City to Suburb Real Estate Group from the Sutton Group West Coast Realty. Two decades of award-winning service. And Alex, what is the most important thing to look for when one seeks out a real estate advisor? Trust. No doubt in my mind. It needs to be trust. The governing bodies in our area for real estate um, put in place uh, things to protect you. However, you are spending on average in this market a million dollars, give or take, you need to be able to trust the realtor that you're asking to help you. And in your nearly two decades, you have built trust as well. You can find out some testimonials on citytosuburb.ca. He's Alex Jobson, real estate advisor, City to Suburb Real Estate Group of the Sutton Group West Coast Realty. It may sound too good to be true, but if you're willing to put in the work, I can redesign you. I'm Troy from T-Squared Personal Training in downtown Vancouver, and just two or three visits per week, I can have you in great shape and at the top of your game just in time for summer. Contact me to check out my gravity training system. You'll get a full body intense workout and feel awesome. Within five sessions, you will definitely feel a difference. Visit my website, tsquaredtraining.com, or find me on Google, Twitter, or Facebook. Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. This is just here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 HD3, a Vancouver broadcast tradition since 2010. Check out the audio podcast at justhereforthebeer.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB. Here again are your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Moabeer. We welcome you back to Just Here for the Beer Radio at JHFTV on Twitter and Instagram. Also, justhereforthebeer.com slash or facebook.com slash justhereforthebeer. Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. This segment is brought to you by 12 Kings Pub, the home of karaoke scattered on Twitter and Instagram from the newly, newly opened tasting room of Russell Brewing That's in Surrey. Great. 26 years and they're good to go. That's <laughs> all it took. I'm manager of Mariner Brewing in Coquitlam. Coquitlam's only brewery. Steve, good to see you. How are you? Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, you good do work you all well. the time. You're you're a hustler, man. I've said that to you publicly, privately, and I've said that to people about you. Hustler in a good way. In a good way, in, a, in the best possible way, because that's how you get stuff done. That's how you how you get a brand out there, how you get it in a store, how you get it on a shelf, how you get it on a tap, is you get out there and hustle, because it is literally, I don't know if this is appropriate to say anymore, a dog-eat-dog world. Is that, is that offensive to Pete? And I, I don't know. You play in. Yeah, and it's funny you bring that up, because I've talked to a few people now in Vancouver, they're like, are you the guy who sends Instagram messages to bars and restaurants at 9 o'clock at night? And I said, how else is my son going to sleep on Clay? <laughs> You uh, you came on the scene a while back, and um, you've tried to really expand the brand, and you've done a tremendous job of that. Um, still slays me when you can only her, and I'm just surprised you're still the only one. Yeah, it's it's funny you bring that up as well, because I keep looking at what Brewers Row is doing, and both can survive. And we're off the beaten path when it comes. Well, to you're, on the Barnett Highway. Highway. you're on the Barnett Highway. But there's a lot of people that come down Barnett that don't know we exist. Mm-hmm. And it's something we've had to really fight with, and... 
we're really starting to turn Mariner into more of a destination as opposed to just a passerby. It would be really cool that, I guess it's called a little school mall that you're in. Imagine if that was a brewery strip mall. Oh. How cool would that be? And who knows what the future is going to hold, but mm-hmm. there's definitely room for that kind of thing to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, the response to Mariner has been tremendous. So people must be obviously accepting a brewery in their neighborhood and probably going, hey, they should put another one maybe over there, another one maybe down the road that way. And, and maybe it's in the books or in the works. I, I don't know. Well, Steve, you've been around long enough. Is, is City Hall leaning that way? Well, we've had a lot of prominent people both in municipal government. They originated their political careers in the city of Coquitlam, so we see a lot of people cross our paths. And the fact is, we just need to do a better job as Mariner, like getting out in the marketplace, especially in Coquitlam, because it's a giant city. I didn't even know how big it was. Yeah. It's huge. So a couple cool things we got coming up. Uh, we partnered with the City Beer for about 60,000 people Nice on Canada Day. And where does that take place? The Farge Lake. And we were bringing on one uh, guest tap. We reached out to our friends at camp, and mm-hmm. they'll be coming out supporting us as well. Awesome. Uh, you've got a, you've got a nice back patio. Yep. You've got a good front patio, and and you've got a good sized tasting room. Yeah, there's give and take with that. We have about a hundred capacity inside in its current setup, plus the outdoor patio, plus our back patio. So about one six. Emily, quote me on the numbers, but mm-hmm. roughly that. Uh, let's talk about the beer family before you tell us what you have in front of you today. Uh, my go-to is your pale ale. Outstanding. Yep. Outstanding pale ale. And I know the blueberry sour is considered Mariner Brewing, <laughs> Mariner Brewing star beer. Mm-hmm. That's one, a hard one to keep in stock, isn't it? It is. It's definitely a hard beer to scale, just the way it's brewed. I asked him, so what is it? He's like, not hoppy, not hazy, not citrusy, just beer. I'm like, oh, so I can market it as a 1995? And he goes, you got it. <laughs> Nice. It, it's it's interesting that from where you know you start say with a clean pure pale ale and then you kind of haze it up same thing with an IPA and uh, your taste buds kind of expand with it because I used to be you know for, oh. as you know when we started the show I was a I was a lager guy I was about as far as I was, but I want them clear hoppy beers yes now I like hazy beers I never thought I would I didn't get into the milkshakey it, uh, it kind of grows on you doesn't it? it it takes a little it takes a little time and we got you in a little bit of sour yeah, here and there a little, little bit of sour yeah I mean like the blueberry for example, is a beer that normally I would think, oh, this is something else. He's the Benjamin Button of beer. <laughs> Benjamin Button of beer. He's going backwards. Well, yeah. Steve, you've been around for a while, and, and, and you've been part of the game for a while. How has our consumers changed in terms of flavors, etc.? It's been almost two years now, and it's a drop in the bucket to what some other people have done in this industry, but... In my short time, it's been crazy. The RTD market has gone bonkers. Mm-hmm. So there's less and less shelf space for beer. So it's how much more creative and collaborative can you be with your product? Hence why I brought you guys our Sasquatch Pale Ale. The fact that we've been able to partner with an up-and-coming mountain resort in our province grow organically. Because, you know, I was just up in Festivales and with 300-plus beers, how is anyone supposed to try even like a tenth of them? Exactly. <laughs> It's interesting you bring up the the RTD thing because yeah that's definitely crushing it in the in the canned beverage market uh, now and probably at the expense of beer because its shelf space is is pretty limited. But that's not to scare anybody to think that maybe beer is on the decline and on the way out. It is not. It's just harder to find it maybe on shelves, but that's why it's better to find it on tap anyway, which is the preference that you probably would prefer. And then have it. Yeah, and again, it comes back to the whole collaborative approach to this business. If you can partner with bars and restaurants that, you know, will have your product on tap, but you Mm -hmm. can give people product both like for um, tasting room coupons, flight coupons, that kind of stuff to entice people to come out. Because even me going into Vancouver from Coquitlam, it's not close. No. (laughs) Nothing's close anymore, man. It's, um, well, I make the trek uh, uh, once a week out, out that way, and uh, there is a fair bit of distance. But you know what? It's, it's worth it when you get there. And I'm going to quote the late, great John Molson. I don't oh. think, but on his beer, it says, an honest brew makes its own friends. And I think that's the, the nature of the game, regardless of what's in, what the name of it is, the brand, whatever. Um, a good beer will bring its own, its sure. own thing. The volatility of the market. Relationships come first, and the beer being good mm-hmm. is the bonus. Yeah. It keeps it going. 
but for me to get my beer into your location, this has to work. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and this is what I'm saying. That, that uh, And they will probably continue to, and more variations will spring from there. Beer has morphed into as many possibility, uh, you know, tributaries as it possibly can, mm-hmm. but there's still more to come. It's harder and harder to find an open breweries in concentrated areas, but there are still opportunities in the in the outlier. Do they come to you or you go to them? And this is why it's really nice to know that a lot of people are really supportive of the industry at the retail level. A lot of bars and restaurants are really supportive of the industry, and that has to continue in order for Because what you're seeing in the marketplace is there's too many options for consumers. So if you can, like what we've done, where we focus on just a few SKUs, I don't mm-hmm. want to be something for everyone. Yeah. I'd rather have yeah. product that everyone knows is good. You're a little bit more fine-pointed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Shama is the way in Coquitlam. Coquitlam's first and best brewery. Absolutely. What else you got here? Well, I got one question for you. Yes. So we're doing trivia every Tuesday. Yes. And trivia happens every Wednesday at Park on the Drive. Yes. Which name is better? <laughs> Which name is better? Oh. Pint, Ponder, and Poultry? Ponder or and po- Drinking While Thinking? Drinking While Thinking. I, I, th- I think <laughs> yeah. it was Pints, Ponder, and Poultry. You I, think you, there, you, I believe you coined that term, I, I should add. Yes. Uh, yeah, so you are doing trivia on uh, Tuesday nights, and it's, uh, it's a blast. It's a blast out there. Um, okay, so um, uh, there was just a big beer fest in... Uh, in Penticton. 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 Um, what's the oh. calendar? But are, yeah. are, there any, are there any events planned in the foreseeable future? Absolutely. Yeah, we've got uh, Mariners doing the... Uh, Abbotsford Women's Show at the Tradex on weekend. Mm-hmm. My wife's going to go out with a bunch of her friends, so they're expecting I don't know sixty to eighty thousand people going through there. Yeah, really, it's the usually weekend. a pretty busy show. Tradex is full. Yeah, they usually bring up uh, a soap opera star as as one of the. <laughs> no, I'm serious. They, they do as one of the attractions. They're, they're going to bring Victor. They're going to bring Victor Newman from the Young and Well, they did a couple people can um, can stock up on Mariner beer outside of the tasting room in Coquitlam. Well, we've got our Sasquatch Pale Ale listed throughout the LDBs, so any government liquor store, for the most part. Yeah, um, yeah we're sprinkled. We're sprinkled throughout the island actually with our new mango beer. I had a very successful trip out there last month. You know, it's funny that mango beer has really taken off, and um, I'm not a big mango guy, but a lot of times, I'm not a big coconut guy, but you can slip coconut into something and it tastes pretty good. Yeah, but but, but mango, again, has that um, scale, right, where it can be that tart Mm. but sweet, or you can go to the other one where it can be very sweet, Mm -hmm. right? So I think it's a little bit easier to play with for most most brewers. Yes and no. Like, it's it, it was interesting because this box showed up at the brewery back in November, and I asked my production team, I said, what is this? They're like, oh, it's all our samples. Like, samples of what? Oh, samples of our new extracts and flavoring. Okay, but it says mango on it. Yeah, we got 17 different mango flavors. Yeah. 17 different mango. Um, We've had people on the show over the course of the years, Rick, where um, uh, some flavors are a lot harder to work with than others. And it takes a while. And maybe that's why there's 17 flavors of mango, because maybe not everyone is going to work in a beer. Mm -hmm. No, 100%. There's certain flavors that will never be touched by Mariner just based on past experiences. Yeah. Rhubarb? Mm-mm. Ooh. No. Brewery Too tarted. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think you're right. It's, it's funny because I, I'm a big wing fan. I've never had a good wasabi wing because wasabi is oh, hard to yes. put, hard to put in the deep fryer yes. and stuff like that. Um, Mariner Brewing, of course, on Barnett Highway uh, in Coquitlam, the first and only. And again, it's not that far away from a transportation hub. Uh, the SkyTrain extension that takes you out to basically Port Moody-ish, and yep. you're on the border there. Every and it's line, yeah. a couple of block walk from the, uh, from seven, the train station. Seven-minute walk. Seven-minute walk. Train, yeah. train station. We're a block away from Coquitlam Center. Yeah, and uh, and worth the uh, worth the walk because, again, you've got back patio, front patio, great tasting room in the middle, and um, I see some pretty good food flying out of there, too. Yeah, the menu's changing in, about, in a couple weeks. We're going to have a brand-new menu coming out for the summer, and uh, I'm excited for it. Excellent. Always a pleasure to see you, Steve Shama, the work all the time manager of Mariner Brown. <laughs> should be on the business card, man. Um, and uh, nice to see a new tasting room open up after only 26 years. Yeah, where are we? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, Russell Brewing in Surrey. Thanks, Steve. Cheers. Cheers. 
I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning Avant-Garde Hair Studio in Yaletown. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female. And if you're looking for something new this new year, come and see me. 2021 means it's time for a change and a fresh start and a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or just a bold new style for 2021, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant-Garde Hair Studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown, or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. That's hairbybailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y-Y at gmail.com. With Alex Jobson, real estate advisor of City to Suburb Real Estate Group from the Sutton Group West Coast Realty. Two decades of award-winning service. And Alex, what is the most important thing to look for when one seeks out a real estate advisor? Trust. No doubt in my mind. It needs to be trust. The governing bodies in our area for real estate um, put in place uh, things to protect you. However, you are spending on average in this market a million dollars, give or take, you need to be able to trust the realtor that you're asking to help you. And in your nearly two decades, you have built trust as well. You can find out some testimonials on citytosuburb.ca. He's Alex Jobson, real estate advisor, City to Suburb Real Estate Group of the Sutton Group West Coast Realty. Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. Listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Sponsored by 12 Kings Pub at the corner of 12th and Kingsway. You can visit them on Twitter and Instagram at 1-2 Kings Pub. Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir broadcasting from the all-new, opened, finally opened, tasting room of Russell Brewing. Yes. 130th and 80th in Surrey, just two blocks west of the King George Highway. It's only taken 27 years. No, no, <laughs> yep. no big deal. Uh, John Rozier is our yeah, friend from baby. Phillips Brewing and Malting Company. Thank one you of, for having one me. One of the best brands out of the island. And again, we've all often said we've got to take ourselves over to Victoria and do a show. I've hit we've that had, We've had Victoria Breweries on our yeah. show here, but we've not gone over, over there. there. And what an amazing brewing scene. And if you've not been to the Phillips Tasting Room, it is right in downtown Victoria. What a cool experience that is. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great room and over. So um, I was recently there about a, about a month ago now. And it was my first time being there in two years, like essentially since the pandemic started. Yeah. And it was uh, it was refreshing experience. Like uh, the room is beautiful. It's got like a warm, vibrant feel to it as soon as you get in there. Um, but it just looks great. And you know what I mean. It's come a long way since the first days that we opened it uh, to now. So it's it's and really the an experience. Still out there. The patio is there. Uh, I mean, at, at first that was a bit more functional to provide yes. ourselves some some space to allow people to come in there during the early part of the circuit breaker there. Um, but uh, but yeah, now it's fully functional and it's a, it's a destination part of the the tasting it's room. Now. People want to be out there. And Victoria's a great walking city yes. as well. Yeah. And you know, so either distance between like where Market Square is and yeah. we have yeah. to we have to work on getting over well, there. Well, and, and when you get to Victoria and one of the one of the spots uh, outside of our home base that re- like recommend you to go to and even a good spot for for you to maybe do the show is uh, Moon Underwater's Copper Room. Um, it's just uh, it's usually one of the the rooms where they'll put like larger parties to be off by themselves kind of thing. But it's a nice little room. It's a great little uh, tasting room. Nice. Moon Underwater did a great job with that spot there. So I don't know if you know your number. I remember. Our, our buddy Evan Doan, when Doan's Brewing was around, they were number 133 in terms of breweries in British Columbia. 51 breweries, I learned today, there are 261 yeah. in British Columbia. Yeah. Do you know That's what the Philip matter was? I don't. I'd be uh, curious to know. I unfortunately Matt don't know. But Matt, 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 Matt probably Matt, knows. Matt would yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. somewhere. But isn't that well, amazing? He, he comes from that uh, that tree that essentially came from Whistler Brewing, right? Like, yeah. it, you know, Matt came from there. Uh, multiple other breweries got spawned out of that spot there. And, uh, yeah, I imagine we're not in the single digits, but uh, probably within, like, the, you know, 
that long. 21 years now. Oh, yeah, you yeah. clearly are. You are. Yeah, you're not in the single, but you're you're not far. You're in the early double digits. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, you know, we've never I've never met Matt Phillips, but I've heard so many good things. And he used to sleep in the, pulled up the sleeves and did all the heavy lifting. Yeah. Himself. All, all the others that, that sort of have come from. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt. Matt's an inspiring person. And I think that's why, you know, when you go to places like Kwantlen, uh, his name is held in such high regard, not just for the, the beef process that he's helped create. Did he, you know, do all the hard work as far as brewing the beer, getting all the ingredients, stuff like that too. But even things like building himself tanks, you know, because, you know, as you know, touring other breweries, seeing yes. other spots like tanks yeah. are, are expensive. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he had to cobble together what he could, uh, either with his own blood. But, you know, he, he leaned on all the resources he had and all the resources he didn't have. And, and Phillips Brewery is the, is the product of that. Well, not to mention the fact that in that time frame, because we recently had Barry from R&B Brewing on the mm-hmm. show. They were celebrating 25 years this right. year. And they were just saying, like, the blank looks they would get. Because you're competing against yeah. Carling O'Keefe and Molson exactly. and Labatt. Yeah. And you're this small little mom-and-pop yeah. operation. You want to try and get a piece of that market. Yeah. And people would just shake their heads. So you can only imagine how many eyebrows were raised when Matt 100%. Phillips walked in the door saying, hey, I'm a brewer. Here, try my product. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, we've uh, taken... You know, a few looks back to the past and stuff like that. And uh, when you see video clips from the past, you know what I mean. Like it's <laughs> it's it's funny to look at now, seeing where we are. But you're right. You know, uh, at that time there was um, that was it. And for somebody smaller to come in and say, "Hey, take a look, take a look at what I'm doing here," it was very tough. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing we know from a lot of people's domestic and import brands is there's a lot of brand loyalty. So it's tough to get people off that Keith's wagon and say, this is actually what uh, an IPA is. Yes. You know, I remember, you know, when I first moved to BC from Alberta and I spent time, you know, in the Maritimes as well, you have a completely different idea of what an IPA is. Uh, and you get educated very quickly when you move to, to BC. Now that craft culture has grown so much, mm-hmm. I've been in BC, it's been such an explosion where, you know, similar to... You know, you look at Oregon in the U.S., where it's kind of flipped. You know, now now craft, there's such a pride behind that because people, you know, you, we've seen that uh, momentum surge into Alberta, and now you see the the growth of craft breweries in Alberta as well as as a big ripple effect from the the success here. But we're also seeing them in all the other provinces across Canada, right? And um, I don't want to say that we've led the charge here in BC, but I think we've provided a picture at how. That can grow, right? So now we're seeing maritime breweries, yeah. Ontario yeah. breweries, you know, Quebec breweries, all across the board. Well, just like Vancouver can lay claim to being Hollywood North, mm-hmm. I think BC can be Portland North. I, I, I really think, I that's, think it is. that's fair. Yeah. And, and I think one of the great things that came out of that is is an educated consumer. Right, yes. So now they get to travel to all these different places. Yep. Hey, by the way, have you tried this? Have you tried that? Right. Yep. So now, what, and, and it's been that way with, with people that have gone down to Oregon, Joe, when, when they come up and they've, they've started talking to our brewers and luckily for well, and, and, and to that point, there's something to be said about the whole coast of, of North America, right? Like, a, you mm-hmm. know, to, to mention right now, real briefly, you know, a new style that's taking uh, root here in BC's cold IPAs. That's come straight from Southern California, worked its way all the way up the coast uh, through areas like Oregon, and now it's in BC, and we're going to see more of that. So there's this creative exchange of ideas naturally occurring. Mm-hmm. You know, either it starts up here and it works its way south, or it starts up down south and works, it works its way, its way, up, way here, up here, right? Yeah. And and to your point, that's exactly what BC is, right? It's 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 our version of what Oregon is to the U.S., and and we're leading the charge in, in different styles of beer. And now they have schools like Kwantlen yes. teaching the next generation of brewers. Um, we're seeing the creativity show in beer. Like people are creating new methods on how to brew beer. Um, they're taking methods that haven't been used in over a hundred years, bringing them back with a new twist, and and making new beers in that way too. Right. So it's um, we're we're at such a great time in BC beer, I think, right now, and it's only going to get better. He is John Rozier from uh, Phillips Brewing, <laughs> Phillips Brewing and Malting Company. I'm just I'm so overwhelmed by a number of things. But first of all, I gotta tell you, my two favorite beers, mm-hmm. or among, I shouldn't say my favorites, I'll say among my favorites, mm-hmm. Blue Buck. Can't go wrong with Blue Buck. You can. And your Dino Sour. Yeah. I'm really yeah. enjoying the Dino Sour. And this is a this is a this is an area I did not think I would jump on board <laughs> the, the the sour thing at all. And you know, uh, to to that point, I think you're not alone in that. I think. 
you know, mm-hmm. swing of the back. Because, as you both remember, this isn't the first swing of the bat. When it was a, a small rush of sours entering the market, there were more, you know, the old world style, more like the Berlin uh, dark cherry kind of flavors, deeper Very flavors. Hints. Yeah, exactly. Where it wasn't prevalent. Um, and, and then sours went away. And then all of a sudden, now the second coming of them, um, there's new brew techniques, right? Like if, mm-hmm. if you if you go to our brewery and and you know you get a chance to talk to the our brewers on how we make Dino Sour, it's different than how other brewers make their sours. Um, and and the result is the flavor profile of sours as a whole has grown, and and I think it's made it more approachable. So people that initially like, as even myself, I was very hesitant to try sours, and as soon as I got on board with Dino Sour. Um, that was my opening to, to sour beers all over the place. And I love what we've been able to do uh, with this brand. You know, it started about four and a half years ago with just the Blackberry Dino Sour. Mm-hmm. And now, as you can see beside you, we have a whole mixed pack, uh, four different flavors that have taken a lot of time in crafting. And, uh, and here we are. Well, fortunately, Matt Phillips waited a while. Mm-hmm. Because imagine if when he started up the brewery, if he had walked in and said, hey, guys, I got a raspberry lime sour beer for you. Yeah. He would have been out on his butt. He would have been laughed out of the room. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yep, 100%. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, like, uh, that, that whole process between Matt and, and our whole team of brewers um, has been has been an evolution, you know, in, in our way of thinking things and doing things. And, again, it, it developed a whole creative new style of making sours uh, based on trial and error and, and using different methods. And, and now we have such a balanced beer, you know, where you really get a sense of when you drink the Blackberry Dino Sour, you get the flavor of blackberries. But then you also get that sour flavor in there as well to kind of round it out. And kind of contrary to the way your mind would think about it is they're sessionable they're they're tasty where you would think that you know typically a beer like this would have such a high acidity to it uh, it would be tough to have three or four of them where i could sit back and get through (laughs) half of that mix pack no problem you know what i mean i could i could taste each and every one of them the blackberry raspberry lime stone fruit and pink lemonade and uh and be satisfied and then come back tomorrow for another round of four well i kind of look at this if you can if you can plow through a bag of sour candy and i can't Oh, and I can't you, do. you can plow through a couple of sour exactly. beers if, if they're the right flavors. And I think when sour first started yeah. to where it's morphed into, I think mm-hmm. just finding its happy spot exactly. the further we go. Exactly. It's developed so much. And and I think when other brewers see what other breweries are doing, like we, when our brewery yes. looks to another brewery and says, sees what they're doing, they're like, oh, okay. so we should we should take a look at that. It's almost a one-upmanship, right? Mm-hmm. we got to do it a little yeah. bit better. Creative competition is what it is. Yeah. Big John from Phillips Brewing. Always a pleasure to see you, sir. Thank you for joining us at the, of course. the new Russell Brewing Tasting Room. Beautiful Insert. room here yeah. for, for anybody that uh, hasn't made his, their way down. Check it out. Check it out. Very sure. nice spot. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning Avant-Garde Hair Studio in Yaletown. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female, and if you're looking for something new this new year, come and see me. 2021 means it's time for a change and a fresh start and a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or just a bold new style for 2021, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant-Garde Hair Studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown, or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. That's hairbybailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y-Y at gmail.com. It may sound too good to be true, but if you're willing to put in the work, I can redesign you. I'm Troy from T-Squared Personal Training in downtown Vancouver, and just two or three visits per week, I can have you in great shape and at the top of your game just in time for summer. Contact me to check out my gravity training system. You'll get a full body intense workout and feel awesome. Within five sessions, you will definitely feel a difference. Visit my website tsquaredtraining.com or find me on Google, Twitter, or Facebook. Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. You're listening to 
just here for the beer radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's just here for the beer radio and your host Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Welcome back to Just Here for the Beer Radio at JHFTB on Twitter and Instagram. You can go to Facebook.com slash Just Here for the Beer for our postings. Just Here for the Beer.com where you can listen to previous episodes of this wonderful show that has debuted in October of 2010. Actually, we're coming up on our 12th 12 anniversary. Years. We are broadcasting from Phillips or pardon me, Russell Brewing Company, 13018 80th Avenue. Uh, two blocks west of King George Highway in Surrey. It has taken, they've been in existence 27 years, and the taste room is now open. It only took 27, it was like no time at all. Well, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's here, and it's ready to open, and it's a really cool little spot. And uh, I, I'm sure that people have been, you know, ducking in, going, hey, when are you opening? It says, you know, opening soon. It's going to open by the time this show airs, June, beginning of June, you will have a your own tasting room in this area of Surrey. That's, That's pretty right. cool. Yes. Let's welcome Andrew Shunin yeah. to the program. Mr. Shunin. Thank you very much. Is with Whistler Brewing Company, uh, another brewery that's been on the planet a, a good amount of time. And You've been around the block. Their uh, tasting room, which we have yet to go to in Function Junction. Function Junction, that yes. Is, uh, that is on the bucket list it now, that, now that we're able it to absolutely travel is. freely again and, and exchange with people and, and walk in maskless and vax passportless. It's just so, it's like the frontier. It's the Wild West right now. I know, it, it feels like a brave new world again. It does. <laughs> absolutely. Good to see you, sir. How you been? Uh, it's been really, really good. Yeah. Um, you know what? Years off. To uh, to a really good start and uh, what can I say? You know, we've we've we're in the process of launching some more new beers and doing some new and exciting stuff at the brewery and uh, yeah, it's been great so far. What uh, y- have you been to the brewery in Whistler? Uh, no, I don't believe I have. No, and nor have I. And um, now that we're in a brand new tasting room, uh, there is a tasting room obviously attached to the brewery in Function Junction. Yes, yes there is. Okay. And um, in this year, we're also uh, we've got a back patio that we're uh, we're flushing out and developing more. So that is in progress right now. We hope to have it running uh, soon, very soon. But uh, also a tasting room um, probably holds at least I don't know 70, 80 people. And um, and they've done a good job with it, and yeah, it's great. I remember the going up uh, on what was called the Whistler Mountaineer. It was the Rocky Mountaineer, but was repurposed uh, yes. to take tri- day yes, trips yes. up to Whistler, which is cool because you go up the Sea to Sky Highway, but you see vantage points you don't get from the road. These exactly. are exactly, sort of, and Function Junction, I believe, is where the train that is uh, right stops. So so you're you're basically right there. So I can only imagine, even probably the last couple of years, even though the shutdowns and what have you, there's still probably some pretty good foot traffic. But this is going to be a, a real summer for you guys. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we have a really good, um, loyal, um, local uh, clientele base, which is great. And and so that's really helped throughout uh, throughout the entire pandemic. But, uh, you know, Whistler's also, it's a bit of a sought-out destination, too, even though, you know, it's the first light as you come into town. Um, so we're just essentially on the fringe of Whistler, but uh, but very easy to find. And and, and we are definitely seeing more vi- and more visitors uh, coming back to the tap house had a really good past uh, Victoria Day weekend it was uh, it was really really good lots of people up in town and, and lots of people swinging by and, uh, and trying some uh, some beers and having some pints hey maybe if anybody listening wants to uh, book a private little uh, uh, transportation <laughs> tour up That's there maybe right. there's somebody they could call Rick well, some just here for the beer brewery tour but uh, just here for the beer brewery tour. I'm not saying they do it but you never know you, you can perhaps exactly. negotiate something okay Andrew what uh, what do you what have you got in front of us here so a couple of beers were uh, um, that I brought today. So the first uh, one is uh, the Goat Path Farmhouse Ale. So this is part of our uh, call it uh, a limited small batch program that uh, we've been uh, developing more over the last uh, number of months, just to do uh, single batches, and it gives us an opportunity to to develop some new flavor styles and and you know explore some new styles that maybe Whistler didn't do before, and uh, and we put it on tap, and then we do a very limited run. Of of packages as you can see here and, uh, and what we do is we just you know we really focus on selling it in the Whistler area and in you know all the way from say Pemberton to Northwest Vancouver so see the sky region and uh, yeah we just get that out and yeah we see how it's received and uh, and who knows if uh, if it's well received it might just graduate to something bigger mm-hmm. goat path ale 
Farmhouse Ale. Farmhouse Ale. Yep, okay. so it's a French Saison style. Um, some nice spice notes, a little bit of uh, sour passion fruit to it. But uh, a really nice blend, and yeah, we're pretty excited about it. And speaking of a beer with fruit, it's the Orange Wit. Yeah, so, you know, Whistler's been known to uh, to put out a fruit beer mm-hmm. or two. Um, obviously, the, the grapefruit ale comes to mind a lot. Yeah. And so this is a new addition to the family. First time we're doing an Orange Wit. We're pretty excited about it. This is literally hot off the packaging line. It was just packaged in the last seven days or so. Okay. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, we're looking forward to it to getting it out to market. You should be able to find it in BC liquor stores and in private liquor stores and probably showing up in about the next two to four weeks. And, you know, it's a it's a very accessible, easy drinking, um, patio loving style uh, wit beer that, you know, you can crush when it's nice and hot and sun, sunny as we're heading into, you know, those months. And yeah, so far, uh, we think it tastes great and we're hoping to have people try it out and let us know what they think. So are these just packaged products or are these available on uh, on draft somewhere as well? Draft will be limited. Right. Um, obviously, we, we keg for our tap house and then we have a select number of accounts that, you know, in the Whistler area, Whistler Village, mm-hmm. that uh, usually are the ones that recipients of kegs but um, but you know there's always the possibility if there's there happens to be an account that looks for or wants to uh, to bring it on we can generally accommodate that as well so Andrew when you're coming out with a new style of beer here especially in a small batch how often do you get to play with this so um, you know like I'm just, I'm the marketing guy so I kind of work with the designer to think of the concept but you know we sit down as a team and say okay what styles do we want to tackle? You know, what haven't we done yet that we'd like to, to give a shot? Um, and, uh, and also, you know, kind of move outside of the, the boundaries of, of the beers that we've had on hand. And so I sit down with the brewmaster and we talk about styles and then he'll come up, uh, our brewmaster's Clinton, and he comes up with the, uh, with the recipe. And then we, uh, we generally do a little test batch like it. And then go Off to look go. to uh, to putting it in uh, in kegs and in uh, in cans. The interesting thing about beer is that you have free reign. As weird as you can create something, we all may not like it, but someone will. Mm-hmm. And I use the comparison every year: the Calgary Stampede and or the PE and or any national or international fair try and push the envelope when it comes to crazy food. Absolutely. And as ridiculous and hideous as some <laughs> of that stuff sounds. <laughs> It finds its own market. So maybe that's the next generation for beer. Maybe beer is going to get so ridiculous, and most people may not like it. But if you can carve out a bit of a lane, yeah, why, why not? not? Exactly. Why you not? know what comes to mind is Sours. Yeah, Sours yeah. is good. And, um, yes. you know, um, look at the growth that Sours have had over the, over the past number of years and the popularity. And, uh, and you know what? We might just have one coming down the pipeline as oh, well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little spoiler alert there. there. A little teaser there. Andrew Shunin is with Whistler Brewing Company. And, uh, Andrew, it is always a pleasure to see you, my friend. Thank you so much for making the trick. And uh, nice. Good looking forward to trying your new beers. Thank you very much. Guys, always great to hang out with you. Good to see you. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to the next one. Cheers. 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 Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. This is just here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 HD3, a Vancouver broadcast tradition since 2010. Check out the audio podcast at justhereforthebeer.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB. Here again are your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Moabeer. We are broadcasting from the newly opened tasting room of Russell Brewing Company, 13018 80th Avenue, just two blocks west of King George. And uh, Rick, uh, we've been uh, talking about this brewery for a long time, and it's nice to see that it's here. It's now here 27 years later. 
Oh, most definitely. And you know what? It's it's one of those ones where it's about time. So I'm glad that Jimmy was able to, as stressful as it was, and as you know, pulling out that hair. Um, yeah. You know, I'm glad that it's finally just about there. Well, our thanks to Jimmy Darbyshire and the Russell Brewing team again. As we say, it's located 130th and 80th Avenue in Surrey, a couple blocks west of the King George Boulevard. Yes. And um, maybe if you want to check it out, maybe uh, get a group together. Maybe you want to get a little uh, private transportation. Yeah, I know a that's guy. right. You, that's right. Give me a holler at Rick at JustHereForTheBeer.com, and uh, you can find out all about our brewery tours. You have two vehicles. Two vehicles. Usually, we try to keep it around 10 to 12 right now just because of you know post-COVID right. and overwhelming uh, uh, tasting rooms and whatnot. But it's also a manageable group for us, too. And uh, I just want to take a second and uh, thank Greg Ballack, yeah. our producer, for putting up with us. Our antics are always running late. And uh, and uh, also, Greg, you're not around a microphone, but grab a microphone for a second because I'm going to tell you a personal little story here. Um, our friend Dan Russell has just written a book called A Pleasant Good Evening, His Wild and Crazy Times in the Sports Radio Business. And that's actually where I met Greg because Dan brought me on board uh, to do weather. I used to be a weather person, and Dan brought me on board. But um, we both have such great respect for Dan, and uh, I've not yet read the book. You know your name is going to be in it. My name is going to be in it, I hope. And uh, how proud are you of Dan? It was awesome. We had him on the morning show a little while ago, and I just received my digital copy of it. So I'm excited to dive in. And uh, you think of all the radio personalities that have come through the market here in Vancouver, and I don't think there's a, a person that can tell better stories than Dan Russell. So I'm really excited. Well, not to mention the fact, I remember Jim Robson published a book years ago where he had all of his his uh, game notes and it meticulously kept. I did not realize Dan came kept the same he's got mm-hmm. every guest every show wow. what time they were on thoughts on them everything chronologically lodged and i've got a book on the way and um i'm curious i'm i'm just so i'm so happy for dan because he is without question uh, well he's he's the the og of, yeah. of sports talk radio in british Columbia. and we always told him he needed to write a book and yeah. he did it and he did <laughs> okay called a pleasant good evening shout out thanks greg thank you to jimmy thank you to russell brewing we'll talk to you again this is just here for the beer Just here for the Beer Radio is heard exclusively on Sportsnet 650 and is podcast through justhereforthebeer.com. For more information, check out justhereforthebeer.com and on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB.